Sonic underscore Gino once again the two greatest wrestling journalists in the entire what's it called the YWC. We're back, baby. How are you? I've been doing great, man. I hope you've been doing well. This has been a great night so far. I'm excited to talk some wrestling with my fellow wrestling journalists. Oh, see, we're just we're we're the perfect pair of wrestling journalists too. You know, we don't we don't get on here and, and read Fightful Select and then tell people go subscribe to it, even though we're we're just gonna read you the interesting shit. Like, you know what? Never mind. Let's do that. Let's subscribe to Fightful Select and just read all the shit. Like that because that's what they built their entire empire on. It's not a terrible idea now that I'm He saying. hate me says Gino only does preteens. Preteen? I don't even know what that means, Gino. I hope everything I hope that means you're well. Not sure exactly what it means, but Gino, we watch a lot of professional wrestling, mainly Impact, right? Impact Wrestling, is it still number one in your heart? Because I've like that's been my shit. I love Impact Wrestling. I I, I I was watching it today, and as I'm watching it, I'm just thinking, gosh, this like why do I like this so much? Even though it's like it's clearly much lower budget. Does that make it better? Because WWE pretends like they're the NFL and you're like, this is fucking boring. Like like Edge coming out and, you know, try like I, I want to be excited. It's Edge. And then you're just kind of like, ah, I'd rather watch Joe Hendry get beat up by Kurt Hawkins right now. It's weird to me too. Like again, I watch everything. I watch Raw, I watch SmackDown, AEW, NXT, and Impact. And I'm like, Raw is boring. Three hours are just the same shit. They don't really care. They're just trying to pull this forward just to get some storylines going, and it's all boring. SmackDown at least is somewhat entertaining for some stories, but now with characters that we are invested in, they're just not there. We don't care, so they're it's fucking lame there. AEW, they don't know what the fuck they're doing because the five-year plan's been fucking all over the place <laughs> after CM Punk came in and then left. We don't know what the fuck they're doing now, so they don't know what they have as star power. And fucking and NXT's at least somewhat irritating because these guys I've been through the trenches with them. Like these guys, I hope are gonna be good. They can be free from WWE. While Impact is like the only freedom I feel like the wrestlers are enjoying themselves. They will have these characters, these matches, these moments that you don't get to see on AEW or WWE. I think it's completely different. It feels fresh compared to what the fuck we see well, every goddamn week. And do you feel, so you mentioned like everyone's enjoying Impact. Why is Ty Valkyrie leaving again? Like there are some things that happen in Impact still. They, I don't understand their contract structure. I'll, I'll never understand it. Like, it, it. like in my head, when you're trying to build a wrestling company, you do want to have talent that you can build around and that you know you're going to keep for a long time. Why does Impact do this like 90-day contract thing? Like Tyler was saying that it saves them money by doing shorter contracts. You don't you don't wrap yourself up with somebody for too long and then you wind up not using them. Because I'm sure there's a plethora of guys in WWE throughout the years where it's like, wow, man, they're still paying JTG almost $300,000. Like having these shorter contracts, maybe they are saving money, but you're trying to build this brand. You have a tie of Valkyrie, somebody that you and me believe should be like – I mean, she's their current knockouts tag champ. Like, that's somebody that you can see them really keeping in their women's division or the knockouts division and building the company around. Like, why why let her go? Or do you think it – or is it like, no, I want to go. I'm not happy with the way I'm being booked. And I have a feeling maybe it is like her just not, not being unhappy how she's being booked. I think she's just wanting to be free from the impact so he she can enjoy her time in MLW with this big push she's having with John and them both being champions, both holding gold, being the top of this company. 
or also her going to AEW get more money, which again, she deserves because of how talented a wrestler she is. I just hope and pray she doesn't get into a position where she's just not being utilized and not on TV like what happened with Madison Rain. Yeah, well, that's, and that's what everybody in our Discord was saying. It's like that's going to be like immediately what happens to her. It's like she's she's a little over age for what they're probably looking to build around. She doesn't have the same outside of she doesn't have the like the Soraya reputation, you know? She doesn't have the like even the Ruby Soho factor where at least Ruby was WWE and she was young and she was on the main roster. Like why why would you not want to just stay in Impact? I mean, MLW, that's a good call with MLW. Maybe she's having so much fun and success there. It just makes more sense for her to do that. Like, why not just stick to that? I cannot find this backstage thing that I was looking for from this past week. The PCO stuff was pretty was pretty good. Um, I cannot find what I was looking for, which bums me out. But, uh, yeah, I just I, – I hear Ty leaving, and it makes me – like, there are guys that I can't – like, imagine if Rich Swan was, like, announced as he was leaving. Imagine if they announced, like, Macklin. Like, they do have certain guys that they must be signing to lengthier deals because we know these kind of guys aren't going anywhere – like, how do they determine who gets that treatment and who doesn't? I think it's just people who want to stay. Probably they go after me. Like, they probably go to them directly. They're like, hey, your contract is coming up. Do you want to resign or not? And those that don't, they at least understand. They have discussions and they know the same time. And some wrestlers who maybe want to stay and they know their contract's going to they might go up, hey, I want to stay. You're doing well with me. I know I wouldn't be doing well anywhere else. <laughs> so they treat them as well as they can. And I do have to say, like, Impact this week was amazing. Having, like, especially Taylor Wilde's story going on with her coven in this whole story we have with that and the death dolls continuing on. Do you like, we thought it wasn't going to go anywhere. You, so I'm always confused when I watch this stuff on, on TV because I want to be liking it. I think I'm supposed to be liking it, but the crowd is so dead. Like, why is the crowd – is it because it is, like, a weird, like, talking segment and the crowd's really like, oh, this must be when I get popcorn. And you know they film this stuff so, like, odd – that this could be there could have just been a 30 minute match like this could have been after like i guess even on the show it was after like gresham and kushido which was a fantastic match something that is i was watching it i was like this feels bigger than than they're giving it i don't know why as, part of me is the impact fan i'm thinking gresham and kushida is like a bound for glory match why are we doing this now just on a random episode of impact and and then the other part of me is like i grew up watching like Shawn michaels wrestle and now i'm thinking this is a bound for glory like so i am in a different universe than i than i've always been in but i was watching this segment you know as you're mentioning and and they're doing this killer kelly taylor wilde like will they won't they we're partners we're not partners hold on let me get it on the screen killer kelly by the way looks great just throw that out there um they're doing this they're trying this out um I, I just don't know if like it's working for me. Like these, some of these people like Killer Kelly, but like listen to this. Listen to the promo. Does she even care? I'm going to be very honest with you. Okay, sounds good. No. Like I, she's talking off mic, which like here, let me let me make it louder. But like she's talking off mic, which is already kind of like all right. Do you like really give a shit, or like do you like is this just kind of? Something you do on the side, like I don't know, Gina. Like, am I am I, or am I being too critical? This is impact. I'm supposed to just like it, right? Shut up and like it. Yes, especially because her character is that she doesn't care. She's going through all this shit. Like Taylor Wilds wanting to be a fucking team with her. I just want to fucking be champion. I want to knock the fuck out of all these knockouts and beat everyone and be the best. Be just a killer. But she just is like in this middle of all this 
boring stuff. She feels like shit's not worth it. She doesn't care about Taylor Wilde and Knockouts tag title. She wants to be Knockouts champion. Okay, I, like in, in everything you're saying sounds like to me I'm pretty fucking reasonable, you know. But like I just I, I, like when she's cutting the promo, and I'm so used to like like LA. I almost wanted to be like LA, like yeah, like. You know Taylor Wilde done me wrong, yeah. Like I'm waiting for that, and I'm not getting that from her. And I need to just realize, like that's just that's not what I'm here for, right? Yeah, for Taylor Kelly, you're here for her character, which is. Oh no, I lost Chino. The singles are up right now. She has to go through. This. Okay, you're back. Sorry. God damn, I miss you for you're back though. Don't worry, don't fret. I'm so glad you're still here, Gino. No, maybe you're right. Maybe it's like there should be, and obviously different characters, and her character is this. Like, it's supposed to be a little bit more, like, you know, she's just, kind of, she's doing her thing. You know, not everybody's L.A. night, all right? Let's let's all relax a little bit, everybody. Everyone settle down. Take a breath. Let's enjoy. It's, she looks great to me. Am I crazy? Is this going to be another Giselle Shaw situation where I think that Giselle is, I remember we were talking, like, I don't know if she's, like, a hot chick or, like, what's going on with her. And then we found out she used to be a guy. That was, like, a huge reveal for all of us, right? It was a huge review for all of us, especially that like Killer Kelly's finally here and we're having her long term. She's not in the part of a tag team like she was in her first debut in Impact, but now she's back being forced to a tag team. She doesn't care about tag teams. I'm not very happy with Taylor Wilde's little games. Yeah. Dummy, yeah. You know, her little tarot cards, magic tricks. I'm not. I don't like your tarot cards, brawler. All those magic tricks, dude. I'm here to wrestle. I'm here to do one thing, dude. I'm not a big fan of that. Not. But I do have an idea. Does this show suck now? No, this is still good, right? We're okay with like the long. Like, is it, is it the crowd? Is the crowd just kind of being like too quiet? Should should we what her? Are we supposed to be wetting her? I do have an idea. What are we supposed to be doing that? Are you still frozen, Gino? Gino! Gino's reconnecting. All right, he's moving again. Okay, Gino. Hopefully. Gino, I, I can hear you. Gino, can you hear me? Yes, I hear you just fine. Yeah, she's just trying to play off this character. We're not supposed to care. We're supposed to be invested in like, the story we're going on with Taylor Wilde because she's the peel right now. Taylor Wilde's the baby face, I think we're trying to go with. So we're not supposed to be excited for what she has to say. I have a little game in mind. What? I would like her to play. What? So, Taylor, get your ass here. He hate me, Sesso. When do we stop pretending Impact is good? Impact is great. I love Impact Wrestling. Like, So, as I was saying, this was right after Jonathan Gresham versus Kushida. And I know that I know we're sucking Impact's wrestling. Like, we're sucking their dick a lot. That was one of the best, like, just TV matches ever. Like, I don't know why it was just on TV. I was sitting there mad. I was sitting there mad. I was like, why is this on TV for free? And then you're like, oh, what a match. They got me excited for roll-ups, you know. There was a great moment where Gresham was going for, like, a fancy roll-up and Kushida countered, and he was pitting Gresham all of a sudden. And even the referee didn't, like, know what to do. It was so awesome. Impact is so good, right, you know? It is. The matches are great, and I think we had to have this Kushida match because he's on this excursion. He's working with New Japan Strong, but he probably doesn't have that many more like dates he has for Easter. Like, we got to give us these big 
fucking dream matches now while we can't. So you're like, here, give Kushida versus Gresham. We're going to have Kushida versus Josh Alexander for the Impact World's Championship. We're going to have all these dream matches as soon as we can with Kushida because we won't have for that much longer. Yeah. Sure, Kelly, very, very direct to the point, does not want to play any more of these games with Taylor Wilde. All I'll say is this when it comes to Taylor Wilde. Careful what you wish for. Is this what we wanted when Taylor Wilde came back to TNA? Like, didn't we? Because didn't we love just like red, white, and blue, like blonde hair, apple pie Taylor Wilde? And then she wanted to come back and do like, let's get wild. And she was like, to see, like, she wanted to be like underground punk rock Taylor Wilde. And now we have tarot card witch Taylor Wilde. We love all the character work. We especially love the American Canadian Taylor Wilde. That was the best part. She's a Canadian. We're <laughs> yeah, red, true. white, and blue. It's all we want to have with Taylor Wilde. All the great character work. We that that it was Jim Ross working for TNA at that at that time because isn't that just like a Jim that seems like a Jim Ross thing like apple pie, get her out there, good good looking woman, good 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 looking woman. Why wouldn't you put her out I'm there? I'm sure Dutch had the idea. Dutch, well, Dutch and fucking Terry Taylor had the perfect idea for her. What does Dutch Red, sound white, like? and blue Taylor. Wow. Dutch what, worked in uh, production with them. Dirty Dutch. No, no, no. But what I was guy. asking, what, what's, what does he sound like? Put your hand. Oh, it's just like Bruce and all my other impressions. And in a loud, proud voice. I can't do it, Gino. We need to work. We need to listen to more Dutch. Now, again, this is Impact Wrestling. I want to point this out, Gino. This is where Kurt Angle used to work. We've had Drew McIntyre worked here. We've had Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan. Taylor Wilde is going to cut a promo, Gene, all right? Live in, live in the impact zone. Sweet Kelly. I'm not here to play games. You see, Spirit sends me messages through the cards. And the cards say, this isn't about you. No. What? <laughs> no. This is about the future. <laughs> there are people that are just playing along now. They're like, really? Oh, my God. Like, there are people that are, because the crowd doesn't know what to do. Who is the heel? Who is the baby face? This is an interesting segment, Gino. It's, like, it's interesting to put it, live in the arena like this almost seems like we should be back with Gia Miller and Gia's like I'm here with Killer Kelly and she's like Taylor this isn't even about you and then Taylor walks up like it's been written in the stars bitch like doesn't it just maybe that's my only issue with this it's like this is like because we all know this obligatory I'm in the ring cutting a promo segment does this one belong here or does it belong because even immediately following this the death dolls are backstage being awesome so like why did we do this right here it could go anywhere. That's something you were wrong. You were right. It could belong anywhere. This is a segment that we just had to have lore. We need to understand the lore between these two and this coven. We need lore explained like we had with Rosemary and the Undead Realm. We're getting slowly but surely understanding the lore of this stable, the coven. Well, and then like they are, t the crowd's not into it at all. And there's almost no acknowledgement that there's even a crowd there. Like when she like points up like the spirit. Like, you could almost, like, imagine she's, like, looking around, like, you know the spirit. 
you plebes. Vegas sucks. Like, I'm almost waiting for, like, uh, baby, you got to you gotta tease the crowd, baby. Get them into it, baby. Like, we, we need some, there needs to be something to draw the audience in. Because this whole bit they're doing is so Gia Miller backstage. There's not even a wink. Like, that's what I mean. Like, why are we doing this in front of the live audience? Like, shouldn't there be a little bit? Like, Kazarian right now would be like, are you guys even hearing this? Like, he would know to, like, ask the crowd for some sort of participation because what are we doing? Like, this is about what's meant to be. Nice. About to be. See, everyone's so, just talking. You can hear the chatter. Pick a card. <laughs> the fake laugh. That was worse I than my I made myself laugh. clear. My destiny doesn't come from cards. I make my own destiny. Nice. I take destiny by the throat. <laughs> I'm actually, oh, I don't have it on the screen. I'm even reading the chat because, you know, when you uh, Impact Plus subscribers know, uh, you can, like, there's a live chat as the show's debuting. And, like, all the comments are like, cringe, cringe, cringe. Like, everybody hates this. Like, it's weird. And I choke the life out of it. And I choke. You're going to choke the life out of it. If you don't choose your own fate, I'll choose it for you. Whoa, bro. What? <laughs> you know, this, this like, the, like, and also, if this was WWE, which this might work in WWE, because you know, like when she flipped the card around, it would appear on the jumbotron, and they would show us a huge, like, "Here's your card!" Like, ah! like it would be like terrifying to be music. There would be a like a lightning bolt that would come down from the rafters. Uh, <laughs> he's alive! There'd be somebody screaming, "He's alive!" Like this just feels so like backstage. Like this could happen backstage, and it would be fun. It would be very, very like like just. <laughs> Play, play the Swingers Palace music in the background. Like, this could be a really fun segment. They didn't want to have two great segments for them back to back. But I don't believe so in we that. had to do one end ring and one backstage. We can't do two backstage of the exact same thing one after the other. Wasn't this literally like, it was like Jonathan Gresham match commercial, Killer Kelly in the ring. Like, And Killer Kelly was backstage with Gia Miller earlier in the show. They had to get her on TV twice for this. The Tower. The tower is massive change, upheaval, destruction, and chaos. <laughs> is the laugh the laughing? Is that too much? Like, because even is is that dusty? Like, commit to your character, baby. Like, like there, there's there's something there, right? Like, somebody told her to do that, or. Made, did that work? Does that make it work more? Like, no, she's committing to this so much, even though the crowd doesn't give two fucks. Just like wrestling fans, in three weeks, we're gonna love this. We are committed to it. That's the whole thing. She's committed. Keller Kelly was committed. Now she has this new change to her character. She's committing to, and the Death Dolls commit to it. That's why that whole backstage segment weeks ago when they all were having the laughter, and it was forced laughter. It was a great segment. We were calling back to with her fake laugh. Thank you, J.R. Ramrod, for the high. I got a water over here. The, this, the coffee's out, Gino. 
Um, Kylan King, AEW, wasn't doing much there, right? That was she was part of like a a faction that wasn't really doing anything. And makes sense for her to come to Impact Wrestling and team up with Taylor Wilde. So this was maybe they did this to have her debut. Like, oh, we have a debut. Like, so instead of just having a generic graphic on the screen, you get to bring her in attacking Killer Kelly. Um, here, let's watch it play out. Oh my God! Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute! That's Kylan oh! King attacking Killer Kelly. But with everybody looking scary and having eye makeup like that, like I thought this was Rosemary when she came out originally. So, do you think that is? Do we need Jim Ross? Like, you're you're all wearing black. Why why is everyone wearing black? Who who's the heel? How are we going to sell t-shirts if we're all the same shirts? We got to mix it up. Interesting. She's primarily red, though. It's not as black. It's more like red and like what's it called? Burgundyish. <laughs> yeah, almost. It's, more it's like red burgundy. more than black. Black is the secondary compared to the red that she has because it's different. While Taylor Wilde is all black. Yeah, exactly. It's so different. You're right. You know, I I was crazy. This does not look like Rosemary at all. Talk about massive change. Talk about upheaval. <laughs> Talk about upheaval, Gino. And Taylor Wilde calling the shots seemingly oh. here. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, the attitude adjustment. And then, like, this kick-ass song plays. <laughs> dude, Impact rules, dude. This is the best. Like, how do we not? It's the most entertaining. Everyone needs to be at Ultimate Insight. It's only $5 a month. It's a perfect price. Especially watch every episode of Impact of recent years. Oh, Gino, I cannot find the other segment. It was just a quick backstage. This show you remember just... when we super kicked you right in the face? Oh, sounding friend. Hello. Thank you so much. There was a shot of Killer of, uh, what's her name? Uh, Giselle backstage getting ready for like her match and they just had the biggest boob shot like I've ever seen like they knew what we were here for like it was literally just zoomed in on breasts like I was shocked and it, it, it made me question things I was like like that looked pretty good from that angle thank you so much sounding friend it's not gay right you know it's not gay at all. We're all enjoying pro wrestling. It's all we're excited to see is just any form of wrestling. Any wrestlers on this television show because Impact has the best roster. That they know what to do with their roster. Even if some people are leaving, they know how to fill up that space. I can't find it. They just showed her backstage like stretching, and it was just like such a shot of her chest that they were like, "No, this is a woman, and you're all gonna like just look, look at him. He is the Undertaker." Like that's what we and someone in the chat, pro wrestling is gay. Like that is kind of true. Like. Pro wrestling itself, pretty you know, pretty out there. Because this match, this whole one to the leg to win the championship and a kick out by James. Look at this outfit, Becky James, proving why she is so resilient. Shaw, the look on her face, very frustrated that James continues. It's boobs, bro. Like they were going heavy. They were leaning heavily into that. Yeah, Taka in the chat, dude. We're all straight. It's totally cool, bro. So. Yeah, great episode of Impact, Gino. I'm a little bitter that Ty of Valkyrie is leaving us once again. Oh, my a, a cash gun, Max, Gino. Lights off and on, Gino. Do we have lights on this? I don't think I have my lights. I don't know. We can see if we have lights, but this was an exciting main event, especially because we had Deanna on commentary, but they didn't always go back to her like they needed to. We needed more Deanna speaking about this amazing contest. Dude, a cash gun, Max, Gino. Thank you so much. Look. The crying Gino, the sounding friend, just made our nights. It's amazing. He, he's like the Giselle Shaw 
of the chat. Like that's like that's how amazing that moment was. I need to just find the backstage. I'm never gonna find it. Watch Impact. Get Impact Plus. Like I, I was talking about affiliate mar- marketing earlier. Impact should be giving me some sort of residuals for for as much as we promote them. We got Kevin hooked on it. He's now an Ultimate Insider. I can only imagine the amount of Ultimate Insiders that are now Ultimate Insiders because of you and I, Gino. We've been. <laughs> I've been watching Impact steadily since the pandemic. So, like, since 2020, even a little before that, you were watching it even before that. You were watching Green Rope TNA. Like, I, I, it's been it's been so fun to watch. I, I'm shocked that more people aren't in it yet. I know, especially like the most entertaining parts of it is when they throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks, like the Eddie Edwards PCO storyline that's continuing on ever since he got kicked out of Nauter No More. Now they're still fighting after he got buried in Las Vegas. Now they're back in Las Vegas again to continue the amazing story. Gino, I don't need to send a Racina spell. Oh, oh, no, hydrate. Dear bombarded, Gino. This is just an amazing time, thanks to Arnie helping us out as well. We're talking about how great Impact is, because Impact's better than all other professional wrestling out I there mean, today. We are never, ever going to find that Giselle Shaw backstager, where I was like, dude, like, what, what a shot. And they're not real, though. That's the other thing, is we need to remind ourselves. That is just done by a very, very skilled, ex- excellent surgeon. Everyone needs to watch this Jonathan Gresham match. It was so fucking Put that shit on! Oh, another hydrate from J.R. Ramrod. But it, it, so again, going back to this point though, because I was even talking at work today, and my coworker is WWE all the way. I got him to watch Hard to Kill, and he loved it. He said Hard to Kill was great. I was like, you need to watch No Surrender. Like No Surrender is even better than Hard to Kill, I think. And he he hasn't like now. He's like, ah, no, I'm all right. Like, oh, dude, I swear. Thank you for the hype spell, weed smoke. So. It's WrestleMania season, and that's what he was telling me. He's like, dude, it's it's Mania season, though. Like, the, this, like, this is the time of year where WWE goes all out. They pull out all the stops. I just don't feel that. Do you feel that this year, like that Mania? Because even watching this episode of Raw last night, um, and for those who are listening to this on Wednesday, two nights ago, it, it feels like we have the WrestleMania card already, like, written on the whiteboard, right? We've all watched backstage wrestling stuff where the, the card's on the whiteboard. And now we're just kind of just piecemealing shows until we get to that that season finale, which is WrestleMania. Like everything is just kind of a walkthrough until we get to Mania. Yeah, and the only thing that really makes me feel like WrestleMania season is the whole Cody storyline, because like that's what I've been hoping for. It's like we've been waiting for all this time, and this is finally said that has been paying off after all these months. Well, we're trying to also make people feel like all the Edge and Finn story that's been going on for a year, that's been going almost for two years now. They're trying to make us feel like, but no one cares. But it's a Cody story. It's the story that makes you feel something. Is the Cody and Roman? Well, yeah, because even Edge saying like. You took Judgment Day from me. I was like, "Is that what happened?" I was like, "I, I guess it is." Like, because <laughs> it has been so long, and even when they beat up, because they were already fighting Finn and A- remember that Finn and AJ were like a tag team, and that was actually kind of interesting. And we, I kind of would like them to do more with that, but instead we did. No, Finn just. No, Finn just joins. Finn just joins hey, the Judgment wow. Day now. Oh, sounding friends and a defense spell. Another elixir bomb coming right at us, Gino. Thank you, sounding friend. Smashing the leaderboard. Boy, this is great. We gotta go live all the time, Gio. Um, so yeah, like they're building up towards Edge, obviously. Omos and Brock, like you know, I like it more than people. People hate it. 
and I, I actually like it more than people hate it. It seemed like people really hate it. I'm like, no, it's going to be fine. Like, what else would you do? Uh, but then I guess it makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you do pop? He hate me says your contract is expiring in three weeks probably. Whose contract? Giselle Shaw's? I don't know whose contract. Maybe it's Edge's contract, Finn's contract, AJ's contract, Bull Live Club will hopefully live back on one more time. <laughs> well, and I also Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green's on Raw, and she kind of just has, like, we were kind of hoping for more with her, and I don't think we're getting much with her going forward. Like, yeah, it's like WrestleMania season should be like this fun time where we're just like building up to the greatest event of the year. And I don't feel like that. I feel like WWE is kind of stale. And I brought this up again. Dude, three hour raw is ridiculous. Because when they, they hit those commercial breaks, I'm exhausted. And they, like, there's just no, how do you guys keep watching it throughout? Hulu Raw is so good because it's just 90 minutes. Maybe that's why I like WWE more than a lot of people. It's because I don't sit through fucking nine minutes of Sonic and Little Caesars commercial commercials. That at least does make you feel a little bit better, and you get certain things cut out. Like, I am I hate WWE a lot. We have <laughs> Trish Trask come back. Trish Trask gets attacked by damage control. But we also have fucking Ronda and Shane as a tag team that you were trying to push for, and they're not involved. Nope, we're no Ronda and Shane. We just throw them in, make it a triple threat, and not have any storyline reason why. It's just it happens. Yeah. I They make no sense. We need Ronda and Shane. They're the only tag team that really matters. I, I hate that, too. I, like, I, I really like, – because I, I, at first I was thinking they were going to do something unique. They were going to try and have Damage Control do something separate, and we were going to have Lita and, and Becky maybe go up against, like, Ronda because there was going to be the tie-in with, like, the WrestleMania. But no, you're right. It is just – no, just we need all the women on the card, but it'll be bigger. So the whole Triple H taking over WWE, and of course everyone's sounding friends says Hulu Raw is a superb. Oh, it's amazing, and everybody who is talking shit like, did you hear Nick Patrick say uh, that he thinks that uh, Vince is booking AEW now? That is, I how. How does that make any sense? It's Tony Cox. Nothing makes sense. At least WWE tries to make sense. AEW storylines, no, no sense at all. Blackpool Combat Club's fighting against Dark Order, and for the first time in fucking months, we have Stu Grayson actually back to wrestle. When last time we saw him was just in a fucking backstage, be like, he's back, and he never comes back until fucking oh, this Wednesday. Oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta find this story. It was just like a, it was like a, a wrestling ink headline or something, but, um. Yeah, here it is. Okay, I found it. But like, even just reading this, it's like it's kind of frustrating that oh, the the booking isn't good. It must be Vince. Like even for Sonic friend, thank you so much. Like even if even like even if it's another company, we want to blame Vince. But here we are in this era of wrestling where can't we just accept that maybe Tony Khan and maybe Triple H also have some shitty ideas like isn't that kind of what we're experiencing like we love black and gold nxc with triple h was in charge i can kind of think like now maybe it wasn't as great as we all remember maybe it was great because it was the alternative but like dude this shit sucks like i'm sorry former WWE referee nick patrick suspects vince mcmahon is secretly running aew now this was just him on like a podcast or some shit um let me see uh, the Monday mailbag from for Nick Patrick here. Dude, some gift subs. We haven't heard that sound in a while. That means Adi is now a subscriber. Thank you so much, sounding friend. You're dropping loads hey, on us. Why? Hey, that's the new subscriber sound. Welcome, Adi. You're a subscriber now. 
Um, I'm one of those conspiracy theory guys. I think Vince McMahon is sitting behind every damn thing, Patrick said, suggesting McMahon was secretly running behind AEW. And I'm usually right. I'm just a conspiracy theory guy. He may not be running the thing, but he knows everything that's going on, and there are other ways to control them. I think it's a work rivalry, honestly, but it's a controlled inner office work rivalry. Gino, is there any fucking possibility whatsoever that there's some sort of secret society where Vince McMahon is like listening to all the booking meetings of every wrestling company in the world and he's controlling like he's at least got his hand in everything there's no way he's listening or even having a for watching all the product and understand what's going on he's just focused on his own shit and that's it so good this is makes no sense Nick Patrick is just very crazy just trying to get any conspiracy theory in his head be like this has to be true well, and, and he says, like, I'm one of those conspiracy theory guys, and I'm always right. Like, I love people that say that. Like, because if you have 100 thoughts in your head all day and you're just like, no, they were all correct, every single one. Like, of course. Like, why wouldn't they be? And then he did say that um, comparing his conspiracy theory involving AEW to that of the infamous WCW ECW invasion angle, Patrick stated that back then McMahon tried to emulate the old war with that angle and people didn't buy it. With that in mind, Patrick said everyone knew at the time it was all controlled by WWE under the same umbrella and that one man was behind all of it. With this deal, at least they got separate companies and they keep the appearance of separate companies and separate owners, Patrick said. If, if they're going to control it, that's the way that you would do it. That sounds so fucking stupid to me, doesn't it? Like, Because like, this is literally just like a, like an old school wrestler mindset. Like AEW is heavily involved with Turner, Turner Sports. We have TBS and TNT properties. We have these quarterly Battle of the Belts. We have these quarterly pay-per-views. There's all these other things that AEW – like we have Dark, Dark Elevation. There's We have a video game. There's all these things that AEW is working on. Is it even a little bit possible to think that the owner of another company is like they're all at a meeting like, okay – Let's do NXT and AEW on the same night. Like, is he the one saying that shit? That's what he wants us to believe, but I feel Nick Patrick does not understand all the goings-on that has AEW been dealing with. And it makes, I don't understand how anyone could believe this. That Nick Patrick is too crazy. Well, isn't it just people trying to think like him, you know, the, the comments, fucking moron, this guy needs to quit drugs, Tony owns AEW, and... Is it just because people are like, the recent AEW bookings have not been as good as they were a year ago, as good as they were two years ago? Is it to, is it just easy to go, someone else must be doing the booking because Tony Khan is a good booker. Like, Isn't that just kind of the, the cop-out? Like, Instead of admitting, oh, well, because look at Vince. Even Vince for several years was this genius. Everybody looked at what Vince did with the territories, making WWE into a global property. He was a genius. And now it's looked at, oh, something bad? Oh, it must be Vince. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> someone gave birth to a hand? Oh, it's probably Vince. Like, everything is just, it, 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 it sucked? It's probably Vince. Like, no, there was years of him doing great shit. So can't we say the same thing about Tony Khan? Like, yeah, he did years of some pretty cool stuff, but there's going to be some stinkers in there. It is just obvious that like fans, especially that there are fan, if there are fans that believe that in any way, shape, or form, that it has to be Vince. It's them just coping with the idea that Tony Khan does not know what the fuck he's doing. Again, I feel ever since we brought in Punk, that changed his whole five-year plan completely. They originally had with AEW, then when we got rid of him and where he left, that changed up even more. It's like now I don't even know what to do. He's all fucked up after CM Punk left, and now with also the possibility of the Elite leaving, even though they are like possibly negotiations 
situations right now. He's all messed up, not knowing what to do with his whole five-year plan that's going up in smoke. Well, and that's – so I never believed that five-year plan thing. I know I, I think the five-year plan was more in regards to the business. Like when you're talking about business, you want to have a five-year plan. I don't think it's necessarily creative because, I mean, people are going to come and go. Injuries are going to happen. So I, I think it was more like growth. We want to be in this many, this many countries. We want to have this many television products. We want to have this many pay-per-views, sell this many shirts. Like you can have an idea of growth for your company. You want to be able to forecast and budget what you're going to do. So I think that's what he was referring to because even like – AEW was so fucking built on, and I've, we've been saying this for months, they were so like just latched onto huge debuts, huge returns, huge, just this one moment is going to be awesome. Adam Cole showing up, and then Daniel Bryan the same night. What an amazing way to end a pay-per-view that was main evented by Christian Cage. You know, like, they, they just kept throwing shit. Like, like, oh, Cesaro was a free agent. Like, they'd have these cool moments of, wow, WWE guy was misused. It is now going to get a real shot. And then we see guys like Rusev who haven't been doing shit. We see guys like, I mean, you can even throw Christian. He was a fucking Jungle Boy's manager. Like, there's there's a lot of guys that have left WWE, and we were just, they were going to get a pop no matter what because we were just excited. Like, there's another wrestling company that has the same not the same, but a very similar reach to WWE. So, like, I think that was AEW's problem. That was their cool thing was, hey, just show up here. It's going to be huge for a cup of coffee. And then the next thing you know, Swerve is going to be on dark elevation for six weeks in a row. Yeah, that's what we're all worried about with tomorrow, with us having most likely Taya coming out there, Frankie Monet. She could either be having this fucking match with Jay and she just loses, then she gets a part of the outcast and she was Frankie Monet. And that's we got to remind ourselves. She was in WWE. Is um, is Frankie from Canada? Is that a Canadian tie-in? She's Canadian. Yes, right? she is a Canadian. Ty is Canadian. So oh, yes, she no. is the Canadian that Jade is gonna face. It fits so perfectly now. Why'd you say that? I don't want that. Maybe it's Beth Phoenix. That would be more exciting. That'd be a huge pop if Beth came out during WrestleMania season to win the TBS title. Taya's not beating Jade Cargill. Why would you sign up for that? Because isn't that what that's what her husband did? Johnny Elite shows up and he jobs his first night too, and he's already done there. So why why are these people learning? I know people need to realize just support impact. Stay in impact. Don't just cherish the time and make it the best and just make impact better and make people watch and support impact. Make it number two. <laughs> well, will it ever get back to that number two? I, I don't know. I, re I really don't know. I doubt it. Um, the Bella Twins no longer with WWE. Maybe it's them. That would be fun, right? Maybe it could be them showing up in AEW. We could have... Free mode. We could have that song play. That'd be fun, right? Yeah, they could join the Outcast because that's what we got to push is supporting this Outcast group so we can have enough for the War Games Blood and Guts match. 15 years after their WWE debuts, the Bella Twins are no more. The tandem of Nikki and Brie are now known as the Garcia Twins as they pursue a new chapter of their careers away from the company that introduced them to the world. But before the WWE Hall of Famers said goodbye to their old selves for the time being, they took a moment to thank them for everything they did. Isn't that crazy to think like they're WWE Hall of Famers? Like everything about like that, everything I just said sounds so crazy, dude. What happened there? So, yeah, so they're moving on. Is this, does this mean, though, that they're pursuing opportunities outside of WWE entirely, or are they just going to wrestle somewhere else now? 
I feel it's just going to be outside day the entire we're going to have Bree and Nikki have like a podcast, have a talk show. They're just going to be talking to each other about their careers and then eventually probably lead into them coming back to wrestling. Right now, they're just going to be entertainment focused because they are big entertainment stars, yeah, yeah, not there, just wrestlers. There's people that, yeah, there's there's people that who watch Total Bellas and Total Divas that don't watch wrestling. Like they, they did have a crossover appeal, which I did not know would happen. People that I talk to, like, will ask me about Bella Twins, and I'm like, I not as big a fan as you guys are they, they they definitely got pretty big because of those reality shows and i had none interest in that so is it just like a kardashian thing like oh these are two hot chicks i'm gonna follow them because i'm a chick and it can be but it also is just like wrestling it's a form of a soap opera especially when we found out even more so that it was all more written than real so it is just soap opera like there to be naturally so we just got to be connected more of these characters and felt like this is real because it's staged like it's real <laughs> like yeah all, all of this it, like, i don't know dude it, that that does annoy me a little bit dude i'm just throwing that out there so i don't know yeah the the, the way wrestling is right now I, i'm loving impact wrestling AEW, i still enjoy I, I i think there's still some sort of a sexiness to it like it's not wwe and wwe i look i watch it with a lot of disappointment i watch it with i wish i was more excited about wrestlemania and i'm just not like raw is so hard to get through because it is three hours is there a possibility like we where i'm on wrestling news sites they never even no one will dare shudder the thought that raw goes back to two hours like wh- why don't they at least like don't they see that it might help it won't help WWE. WWE makes so much money after that third hour, so they will not make as much if they go back to two. So WWE is not going back to two in any way, shape, or form. So we have the hope. We have that dream one day, but we know, everyone knows in the sports entertainment industry that WWE is never going back to two hours for a row. I think that if they, and, and I guess they kind of try to do this every once in a while, if they took one of those hours and made it unique, I think it would help so much. I think the problem with having the show open with the with the promo and then that person's in the main event three hours later, I just, it's just such a long program. Like I love Impact because it does feel faster. Like even with the, like I watch it on Ultimate Insiders, but even when they hit a commercial break, it's like this is happening so fucking fast. It's just so quick. It's you're like wow, this show's almost over already, and. They do, and even Dynamite. Dynamite does a great job. Like when I'm watching Dynamite live, I'm like rushing. Like this show's gonna be over before I know it. I gotta get into the studio. Like, like we're about to start because this show is not that long. With Raw, it is just such a fucking epic. And it used to be cool to have a three-hour Raw. It was it was special. It was like whenever they would do like Raw 1000 is gonna be three hours. Like oh, this Raw is gonna be three hours. It would feel cool, and they would have a way of making that show feel like a pay-per-view almost. But now that it's just become the norm, they're just doing two-hour Raws in three hours, which allows them to throw some fucking dog shit at the wall. I mean, you bring that up, but then when we did it, like some special three-hour Raws, we get the fucking Vince McMahon Appreciation Night, which was one of the fucking worst ones, which was all these all legends having these talks about all how much we love Vince. And the only good part was Jess Fitcher and Stone Cold just talking shit about Vince. And that was three fucking hours of led up to Vince McMahon get blowing up in a fucking limo it still was boring as shit three hour Raws have always been bad even if it's a always? special occasion it's all garbage nah, yes there was I don't think there's ever been a good three hour Raw we could find one we could find one out there there's been some good th- 
wrestling used to be good. We used to love it, Gino. Think back to when that limo exploded. I love that episode of Raw because it felt just like unique. We're having a three-hour episode, and all of it was tongue-in-cheek. It was clearly Vince bringing people back to kiss his ass because he was the evil dictator boss, and the limo did explode. And I just thought, what a what an interesting Raw. I can't wait to watch Impact this week. Like so. Of course, I, I I didn't I never thought that I always thought three hour raws like especially in that era especially in like the, remember the Raw Homecoming when they went back to USA that Matt Hardy Edge ladder match that was fucking odd. you oh you weren't oh six is when you really got heavy that was oh five I think so that was a great Raw there's some good three hour Raws dude I don't think they're gonna be as good and be worth watching compared to a great episode of Impact that's just two hours or even just a one hour adrenaline rush back then. Like that was better than any fucking three hour raw. Let me see. Raw Homecoming October. What year was that? It had to be 05, right? WWE Raw Homecoming. Yeah, October third, you know. This show is fucking sweet. Let's watch it. It's so good. Um Edge Matt Hardy ladder match. Loser had to leave Raw. So it was like a Raw homecoming, but the loser, someone was leaving it forever. It was when they went back to USA after getting off a spike. Um, Viacom didn't want WWE anymore for some reason. Um, they made a DVD of it, Gino. Dark match. Even Shelton Benjamin, Tyson Tomko. That match was for Heat. You would have loved that match, Gino. The main event, John. Like, oh, they even have the matches listed like it was a big fucking deal. Maybe that Matt Hardy match wasn't on this card. John Cena versus Eric Bischoff. You would have loved that, Gino. Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, 30-minute Iron Man match. You would have loved that. Oh, here it is. Edge, Matt Hardy, ladder match. That was a good match. Ric Flair and Triple H versus Carlito and Chris Masters. That's where Triple H turned on Ric Flair. Oh, what a sh- Gino, what a show. Yes, this might have been a decent show for a three-hour round. Might have been one of the best three-hour rounds, but still is nothing compared to Impact's one-hour adrenaline rush. Remember that first episode when they went two hours, though, and they had, like, the Christian Cage and Rhino uh, Six Sides of Steel match? That was fucking awesome. Um, I had that on my, my iPod video because you could, you, you could buy episodes of Impact for $1.99 on iTunes, and then I would download them to my iPod and watch them at the gym because I didn't have a smart... No, none of us had smartphones in 2006, you know? And I, I just remember having, like, episodes of, sh- of Impact on my iPod because they were on iTunes. Raw wasn't on iTunes, you know? What was, I to, what was I to do? I know it was your time to realize, you know, Impact's better. We need to put more time in watching Impact. Just watch loads of Impact. Never watch WB as much as Impact. I got. We got to stick with WWE. You loved NXT. You probably watched that tonight, and you were like, "It was pretty good." I and it wasn't that bad, but like we have this whole Roxanne Perez is injured and gone. Like she's not able to compete at Stand Liver. So now we have Gigi Dolan and Zoe Stark in a ladder match for the championship. <laughs> Thank you, Audie. We did it. We freed Brittany Griner. She's back in America. I love seeing that spell. Uh, she. Thank you so much, the sounding friend now. We're all getting in on it. Yeah, it is. There's a hydrant coming from Rizzo. Um, you- Put that shit on. Oh, what a good sip of water, Gino. Yeah, this just looks awful. WWE NXT results. Stand and deliver, contract signing. We hear from Johnny Gargano. North American title open challenge. So you're watching this show and you're saying it's all right, but you're like watching SmackDown going, where's Bray? Yeah, I'm actually enjoying NXT, especially what we had with Johnny Gargano, because he does come out to the ring, and we get something very special happen where we get a home invasion again. 
you know, you, that made me we, yawn just hearing you say that out we, loud. We haven't had home invasions in so long. It's been since Joe, and then there was a Seth Rollins one. Now we have Grayson Waller invading Johnny Gargano's home, being the fuck out Jargo later in the show in front of Candace and their baby Quill. Quill? Oh, I, I hate wrestling. You're right. You're right, Gino. Wrestling's dead. Let's talk about something else. You are so correct. How terrible is that? Oh, Gino, I did want to ask you about this squash match. Let's talk about Impact, Gino. So there was a squash match on Impact Wrestling. Jordan Grace had to beat somebody up, right? Like we couldn't just have we couldn't just have Jordan Grace have a match against anybody. They brought out this Alicia Garcia or something. Um, did you, so you watched the show, obviously, dude. I was. I think I fell in love. I was like, she's from San Antonio, and they had her job out. What was this like? This segment, Gino. Let me see if I can pull it up for you. Do you have you heard of this person before? I mean, I think I've seen her like once or twice on Impact, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe not. This might be a completely different name because they did bring in like a few different women for like three weeks straight to someone new to debut. Like they brought in the one chick who was uh, Persia Parada at NXT. She came in debut like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So like we did have these women coming in, and she might have been one of them at one point. But yes, we had a squash match, so Jordan Grace looked strong. But yes, we had the design, and this was an awesome segment too with Sammy Callahan against Frankie Kazarian. This appeared to be punishment, and we thought maybe retaliation what? after what happened at No Surrender. But as you lose. can see, Diener, Khan, and Angels are not done with Callahan. Okay. Meanwhile, back here in the Impact Zone, we are ready for more. Big Mama Pump makes her makes her. Uh, she comes out. All right, she's jacked. Look at her back. You know, is she on GH or something? Look at that shit. Oh, it's just all natural, just like John the Gresham, as we saw her later in the night. He also is completely jacked and on only natural <laughs> substances, no HGH. You're saying it's Natty? You, you calling out Natty? I say it's completely Texas natural. Texas. Nothing here. Like Texas, Texas, Alex Gracia. Gracia. Who is this chick? Why doesn't she get an entrance? Why does she have an awesome song? You, Jordan Grace's song is fucking awesome. And... Why doesn't Alex Gracia have a song? She's gorgeous. She's perfect. I know she is gorgeous, but she is just a jobber, so we have to job her out because she is just enhancement talent to make Jordan look strong against Mickey. Dude, we need to push her to the moon. Look at her. She's perfect. She's like Sasha Banks mixed with Eva Lise. She's she's gonna be a huge star, dude. I feel that Brandy Lauren will be a huger star when she comes back as one of the undead bridesmaids when they do that again. Why are they making her undead? She's like the hottest chick. Why don't we just have her be Brandy wrestling? Come out and wrestle and be hot. That's Book it. Do we need Jim Ross back? Is he the only one that knows how to do this? No, we just need two young backs so we can bring back Kimberly and Brandy wrestling. Dude, look at her, dude. She's perfect. She, why, why? She's like Eva Marie. Mixed with Eve Torres, mixed with Kurt Angle, mixed with Sky Blue. Why why is she not being featured more? What happened? It's because we need to support and push Jordan Grace to the moon. She's the champion's champion. Oh, look at that leapfrog. (laughs) Maybe that's why. She's a little green, Gino. She's working on it, okay? And that's why she's getting this big opportunity having a match against Jordan Grace. She would she's dying to have this match again now so she could learn even more from Jordan Grace. Oh, wait, I'm even seeing in the chat here from uh, from Ryan Hood on the Impact stream. Oh, okay, that explains Scorpio being at the tapings. Is this Scorpio Sky's girlfriend? 
it might be. I don't know all the pins and outs of who's with who, but it's good that Scorpio was there with Kazari. We are wrestling. Who, we are wrestling journalists, you know. And Alex Gracia is now the star of of the wrestling journalist. She is perfect. I think Jordan Grace is even more perfect. Perfecter? You think she's perfecter? We she helps make this a more perfect union. Dude, look at Alex Gracia, bro. I like. Yeah, and even in the chat, like when, when they, I thought her name was uh, Garcia too, but Alex Garcia sounds like a dude. Alex Gracia. Look at her. She's countering the Tokyo Driver 99 or whatever it's called. Oh, Gino, this was a great episode of Impact. Let's just watch it. We should we should just watch, especially the Eddie Edwards PCO segment, which I thought was the best part of the whole night. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Like, even the, I could pull some of that out. Because even when PCO was cutting the promo, I was like, this isn't terrible. Like, I thought it'd be worse. Eddie! Eddie! Last time you tried to bury PCO, the monster, in this dessert. But he's alive! He's alive! He's alive! Eddie! Come and fight me! Eddie! Come on! Fight me! Like, even the background, like, there, there's a lot about this that I don't like PCO. This was working for me. I was like, this kind of makes more sense for him. Like, this, him cutting a promo, wearing the thing on his head, and it looks like he's in, like, Terminator Salvation, like, post-apocalyptic world. I don't know. This I hate PCO. I thought this was pretty cool. Yeah, you like this one. For some reason, you didn't like their first desert fight, but he did get buried, which I thought was even better. But this was the combination that we've been waiting for because they're back in Vegas, waiting for this fucking moment. PCO gets his revenge. Oh, hydrate. Eddie Edwards does show up. Awesome Pohawk. People in the in the chat on the on Impact Plus were already writing great segment. This is awesome. <laughs> this is how you do a cinematic match. Like all of this. I think all of this is so well done. The sky in the background. Just perfectly well done, like their first one. This was like the first Come one. Come on, DCO! I'm here! Oh, dude. Where are you? You crack him back. Like obviously this is corny and like stupid, but maybe maybe I do accept it more because I didn't like this the first time I saw it. Um, I don't like Eddie Edwards or PCO, but now I'm watching it like to like I was watching this on Thursday or uh, on Friday, thinking this is pretty good. Like I don't know why I like this. Like it's it's corny and stupid. It's better than Karate Man, but yeah, the way they're yelling and just this maybe it's the sky. 
Because I imagine this isn't happening on Earth. Like this almost looks like it's happening on Mars. And uh, Quaid already activated the terraformer, and now there's oxygen. I mean, we already know that Vegas is out of this world anyway, so it is feeling exactly like Vegas. And the one thing that does suck is Eddie. He was ready for this fight, but if he had Kenny, you know, would be out of hand. He'd be able to beat up PCO no problem if Kenny was with him. Oh. An amazing, an amazing episode of Impact. WWE is not impressing us in, on the road to WrestleMania. We need to watch some. I will watch some more WWE to, to try and re regain that love, Gino, to regain that passion that we once had for WWE. AEW, we'll be watching tomorrow. I never watch Rampage. Is Rampage any good, Gino? I have not watched Rampage. I only watch clips, and they're not even good. <laughs> and they're not even good. So... Before we ride off into the sunset, Gino, we always have to ask, let's check in on your work life. You're a working man now. You're like Stone Cold Steve Austin on the forklift. How are things going? Sounding at, at, friend at says Marvel ain't got shit on impact. That's true. That is true, but impact's better than Marvel. It's more entertaining. We don't need to watch these fucking Marvel movies anymore. But it well, work's been good, man. I've been working just trying to save what I can spend little by little if I can. But, you know, it's hard with just working part-time, so I'm just hoping, still just keep it up there, that maybe I can work more hours and at least save some more money and make it more money. See? Yeah, just keep saving. You're going to get there. You're going to the, the, you're gonna listen to the Wall of Elite Journal because me and Geezy now like macroeconomics together. We're going to be talking about that. We'll release that separately, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. But, yeah, it's, I, I like that you're making those strides. I think all of us are trying to, to get better. I, I'm trying to grow my emergency fund, um, which is always fun to do. Like, no, just save it. Put it away forever until you absolutely need it. Like, that's boring and that sucks. So we did it, you know. We are wrestling journalists. We broke down Impact Wrestling thoroughly like we normally do. We are the official Impact uh, Wrestling podcast. Like, There's no debate. The episodes where AEW is in the title doesn't do the same numbers as, as Impact. The numbers uh, where WWE is in the title doesn't do the same numbers as Impact. People are looking for Impact Wrestling now, and we're going to give it to them. Yes, we are, and that's why we need to make sure that people understand just how amazing Impact is, and it being one of the reasons why, if it's $5 on YouTube, it's absolutely worth it. A part of me even is willing and wanting to give even more to Impact, so I'm even thinking about being part of the Impact Plus subscription. Even though it's more, I feel like maybe it would help them even more. I want to support Impact the more I can. We just need to start buying Brian Meyer shirts. I think that helps Impact, that helps Brian, and that helps that helps all of us. All of us will have the most professional wrestler shirts. So let's do it, Gino. Let's ride off into that glorious sunset. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. Uh, amazing time. I'll be back tomorrow. Gino, are you gonna be are you gonna be with us tomorrow? I sadly will be working all the way through midnight, and then I have to like work early the next day, so I sadly will not be able to join you guys. I at least will be here in the Trovo chat with you guys at the very least. While we I'm will working. have Gino via <laughs> via satellite. I will be there with Kev. Be cool. We're going to be watching some AEW. There is no there is no baseball practice tomorrow, so it's just going to be wrestling, and I can't wait for it. Thank you guys so much, and have a good evening. Gino, we did it. It's great, man, please. Love you, man. Love you, too.